What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, September 10th, 2021. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the future class of video games. Blessing, Addy Oye Jr. What's up, Greg? Not much. We're on a different show for a second there. Did you see that? Wait, what ha- oh, no, I missed it. What we show had cool, was it? We had a cool background. Which one was that? Was that in review? Is that screen, or screencast? Yeah, I can't remember. Review. It stayed open. Am I all the way to the left of my screen? You're Why am I all the way to the left like this? You know, a lot of things went wrong that didn't go wrong when I previewed it earlier. No, I can move you. You can move me? Okay. Because I'm all the way over here. I'm basically well, be where you like falling be off my desk. Be comfortable. Yeah, 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 yeah. be comfortable. I'll move you in your spot. I'm sorry. I I, I, I thought I checked it. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about this every week. It's the Friday episode of Games Daily. It doesn't Oh, yeah, matter. lay back. You Stick know, back, I'm going to... I, I put my feet up. fun, weird one. Oh, he's going to fall over. He's going to fall over. Put your feet up, Les. Actually, Kevin, if you keep my cropping, I can do it this way. Because now I'm feeling the whole screen. And this is way more comfortable than what I'm used to. Why don't you do it all the time then? It's I'm going per- to perform like this. It's only going to be comfortable for like five minutes. Then your legs are going to fall asleep. You're going to feel weird about it. Oh, we'll see. My, you get butt tingles. My legs aren't going to fall asleep. Okay. If anything, my, my, my legs are less likely to fall asleep in this position. Because now they're straight. This is basically me laying down. All right. I mean, I they're great. clearly bent. I can see your Everyone can yeah, see your knees bent. <laughs> Listeners but can like, hear my knees your would knees be, bent. If I was sitting down the right way, my, my knees would be more bent. They're like... If I try and get him straight. Now, Kevin, you would know this. Right now, my my feet are laying on the the like the hook that I roll to get my desk up. Yeah. Those are what my feet are on right now. So yeah, they're barely on it. there. Wait, yeah, I can support. I got enough support. Now, let's, up, let's, tackle, let's tackle the elephant in the room, all right? What up? The Snuggle Grumps in the twitch.tv slash kind of funny chat says, liking the hair bless. Oh, now, I you. told you I told you yesterday I like the hair as well, but then you threatened to cut it. Wait, did I say that? Yeah, yeah. I so I've been trying to grow my hair out because earlier in the year I watched uh, season one of Atlanta, which I've seen before, but I was rewatching it just because Atlanta is such a great show. Sure. I saw Donald Glover's hair in that show. This position is really like throwing me off. I saw Donald Glover's hair in that show, and I was like, I kind of want to do that because growing up, my parents never let me actually grow out my hair. They always made me cut my hair super short, which is why I've always had it super short. Okay. And I've never fucked around with like growing it out and curling it, and so this is like. This is the beginning of the process of me starting to curl my hair. Are you going to stick with it? I appreciate the compliments. Are you going to stick with it? We'll see. We'll see. Right now, I do dig it. I think it's still in that place where it's it's still short enough to where I don't love the curls. But I do think as it grows, I'm going to grow to actually enjoy the curls more and more. But it's not that length yet where I think it's ideal. All right. there's There's a poll in the Twitch chat right now. Should Bless grow his hair out? Yes or no? Very simple. You know what I mean? I voted get yes. Get close to the camera so people can actually see. Get, yeah, bring your head all the way in. Get it even closer. Just so, We don't need to see your face. Bring, there it is. Mm-hmm. If I bend my head down, that's when it starts to look bad because I think you can actually see my scalp if I actually turn down. Because Well, it's because you haven't grown it out yet. We understand. Everyone yeah. is looking at this. No one's like, oh, this is the final product. This is, you know, the this is the ultimate level of what he wants. We understand that this is just the start of it. I see people in chat ask me to get dreadlocks. I don't know if I'm going to go for, for dreadlocks. I feel like that's a step too far for me, but we'll see. We'll see. I do like curling it out. And so you've never grown it out? No. Wow. No. You, you let yeah, your parents, parents live in your head that long, rent-free, huh? I mean, yeah, pretty much. My parents were super strict about it, and it got to the point where when I actually moved out, I never really thought to experiment just because I was like, this is life. This is what I know. Anytime I go to the barber, I, I always ask for the same thing. I'm always like, take it down to the one, uh, make sure I get a fade, and that's pretty much what I ask for every single time. It's not it, like 
I, for some reason within the last year, I've I've had the realization, especially with like the pandemic and quarantine throwing our our our, our lives into chaos. I'm like, you know what, man, life is short. I'm gonna risk it. <laughs> I'm gonna grow my hair out. I'm gonna do crazy things. Am I gonna pierce my ears too? We'll see. Am I gonna get a tattoo? I mean, think about it. What tattoo are you gonna get? What Pokemon? I, I'm not, I might not get a Pokemon because if I was gonna get a Pokemon, I would get Eevee. And Belinda Garcia recently tweeted out her Eevee tattoo. Gotcha. And so now it's too late. Now I can't, can't just copy it. her tattoo because that's a bad look. Sure. What I've the tattoo that I've always thought about, and I'm afraid to say it on stream because I know I know I'm gonna give people ideas. But whatever, if you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. Uh, the one I've wanted to do. Real quick, before you even say it, before you even say it. What's up? Fucking shout out to your commitment if everybody to fuck blessing over. If you're like, what's he going to do? And then you run out this weekend and you get this tattoo and you tweet it at him. Like, fuck you. Like, what you never know. I got haters out there, Greg. I got haters. That the, is a commitment as a hater. <laughs> the tattoo I've always thought about getting would uh, would be mario from super mario 3 where he has on the it's not the tanuki suit but it is the ears and the tail the first power-up you get in like uh -huh. the first level but without mario so it would just be the ears and the tail i've always wanted okay. to get that because mario 3 has always meant so much to me and i feel like if i get the 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 ears and the tail it's not like very obviously a video game tattoo i wouldn't want to get something that's very obviously video game but for anybody who sees it and has played mario 3 or is a fan they look at it and they're like oh shit i know what that is like i want that kind of tattoo I feel Everybody like Mario 3 for me like, is something oh, that means enough to me. Okay. Yeah, that's the other thought, right? They see it and they're like, oh. Not that we're, and, and, you know, we're not kink shaming by any, if, if you're referring to listening, course. of course, you know, more power to you. But if you're not, obviously, if you're trying to be like, oh, I got a video game tattoo, but other people interpret it the wrong way, obviously. Yeah. Like, lost. I'm not a furry, but I'm not above it. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, I mean, have you tried it? <laughs> it sounds like that's where I'm we're not going. above it, is what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I'm not trying it, but I'm not above it. No. Blessing, you got a weekend coming. You can do whatever you want on it, all right? Don't worry oh, about yeah. it. But before we get to the weekend, let's talk about some video game stuff like Apple beating Epic, kind of. And, of course, Epic beating Apple, kind of. And then uh, PlayStation killing it yesterday at their own showcase and Far Cry 6's post-launch plan. We will talk about all of this and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show at patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Over on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, you can write in with your questions. You can write in with your comments. You can squad up with other Kind of Funny best friends. You can, of course, be part of the show with your questions about the daily news. We encourage you to do it. And, of course, you can get the show ad-free. You can get it with the exclusive post show. You could get uh, a whole bunch of different benefits for things like the Gamescast, the Xcast. Uh, P.S. I love you. If you went over to patreon.com slash kind of funny games right now, as I'm talking or recording this live, you could, of course, watch the live recording of the kind of funny Xcast this afternoon. But if you have no bucks to toss our way, it's no big deal. Of course, you can watch us record the show live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games, just like epiphany phoenixes dustin jb is in gray goose 925 r if you're watching live you have a special job go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames roosterteeth.com and listening on podcast services around the globe each and every weekday house 
keeping for you. It is September on Twitch. Viewers across the platform throughout this month can get and take advantage, damn, of 20% off subscriptions for the first time subscribers and gifted subs. Your support means the world to us here at Kind of Funny, and right now you can take advantage of this deal and receive benefits like ad-free viewing, sub emotes, and so much more. Yes, if you are watching live, you can subscribe. Remember, if you have Amazon Prime, you have Twitch Prime, which is now Prime Gaming. It gives you a free 30-day sub, so even if you're listening on a podcast service later, it would mean a lot if you went linked up your Amazon Prime to your Prime Gaming and went to Kind of Funny Games. Remember, of course, they don't let it auto-renew. You have to do it every 30 days. Shout out to Neferimu3426, who subscribed during this. Has a four-month streak. Congratulations. No, four months total, two-month streak. Uh, remember, I have some more housekeeping for you. There is a brand new incredibly special unrecorded kind of funny games cast that's going to post on monday it's a review you should be looking out for it nothing else i can say about it just kind of funny games cast out of out, out of the pocket as they say bless not on this normal day you know mm, i know mm. i know should people get in questions for that one or should they maybe they can that maybe would be helpful. Have any questions that would be helpful it's all, well, a lot of games coming out in september you know maybe you can guess i love it you know i love so much being able to get listener mail in for shows but then all these goddamn embargoes and mm. so then i gotta like yeah if they're i should just say it again patreon.com slash kind of funny games you can write into any of the shows remember most reviews go up on gamescast ps i love you we get nerdy about the, the playstation games we've reviewed in the past so if you could think right now about games that are coming out that haven't been reviewed that we would be hitting an embargo for at some point uh go ahead and again don't even think about like try to get i mean what if far cry it ain't far cry 6 right what are your far cry 6 questions eventually we're going to review that it'd be great if we had those i digress okay i digress thank you to our patreon producers the destiny or the kind of funny destiny 2 pc clan and blackjack today we're brought to you by honey DraftKings, and american giant but we'll tell you about those later for now let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the roper report for some news. Yeah. We got seven items on the rope report. Beakers doesn't. This is a this is a big one, bless. All right, I was up early today assembling it, trying to add a bunch of meetings. I was like, this. I already got this game's daily put to bed. Well, of course, lead with the PlayStation Showcase recap. Wolverine, have a great time. And then what had to happen was that. The judge, Yvonne Gonzalez Rogers. I know you know her, bless. I know oh, you know her. Many a time. I'm very familiar with Yvonne. <laughs> uh, judge Gonzalez Rogers came down with the ruling in the Apple versus Epic thing. And the short version, I think, in the long run, is that Fortnite has defeated Apple, parentheses, on the only count that matters. Uh, we're going to go over to The Verge where Russell Brandom writes this. Judge Gonzalez Rogers issued a permanent injunction in the Epicverse Apple case on Friday morning, handing a major setback to Apple's App Store model. Under the new order, Apple is, and then this is now directly from uh, the judge, per, or the injunction, permanently restrained and enjoined from prohibiting developers from including in their apps and their metadata buttons, external links, or other calls to action that direct customers to purchasing me mechanisms in addition to the in-app purchasing and communicating with customers through points of contact obtained voluntarily from customers from account registration within the app. If that means nothing to you, ladies and gentlemen, what it should mean is that this, remember, Epic sued Apple because they were saying you guys are a monopoly and mainly you're taking too much of our money. Of course, the only way to buy things in Fortnite on when it was still on the App Store was to do it through the Apple app, which meant that you Epic had to pay Apple some of the money. A lot of people hate this. They hate this 30-70 split, right? And so what 
Epic did is incentivize people to, of course, play on other platforms, but buy it through the direct link to their store, which is a complete violation of what Apple wanted. So when they put this into the into the Fortnite app back in the day, uh, they said, hey, you can just buy more V-Bucks here and get them at a better deal. Apple delisted Fortnite. It set off this lawsuit. We went there for it. And now what? And granted, there's a whole bunch of uh, different parts of the lawsuit epic lost on and has to pay apple a bunch of money but i guarantee they do not fucking care and they are counting this as a win because they have now had a, there is an injunction a permanent injunction against the entire app store saying how apple is allowed to make money or now it should be is how third parties the people who are making the apps are allowed to monetize you and put things back in there saying hey yes you can uh, click on this link and get v-bucks here you can buy this through our own web portal so you don't have to do this this is a big deal for how business is done on the app store back to the verges article though in the full ruling judge gonzalez rogers explained her thinking on the issue in greater detail quote the court cannot ultimately conclude that Apple is a mon monopolist under either federal or state antitrust laws, she writes in the ruling. Nonetheless, the trial did show that Apple is engaging in anti-competitive conduct under California's competition laws, end quote. For years, Apple and Epic Games, which makes Fortnite, have been at odds over the transaction fee system in the iOS App Store, which Apple sees as a necessary operating cost, but Epic sees as a monopolistic tax. The fight came to a head in August 2020 when Epic installed an alternative payment system in Fortnite to circumvent the App Store's transaction fees. Apple responded by removing Fortnite from the App Store, which sparked an immediate legal complaint from Epic. The subsequent trial was a brutal tug of war over the App Store model and Apple's efforts to maintain control over software on iOS. Among other things, we learned about Apple's strange accounting methods and charm offensive to keep major players like Netflix using in-app purchases. The ruling is likely to have significant impacts outside of Apple. Google is already facing a similar lawsuit from Epic Games over its own efforts to maintain the Google Play Store as the central source of software on Android, drawing on elaborate deals with phone manufacturers. Uh, I then, of course, this was breaking this morning before our company-wide meetings, so I also went and grabbed some other people. Bloomberg had this bit I wanted to toss in. A federal judge granted an injunction sought by Epic Games Incorporated uh, Friday, but also ordered the game maker to pay damages to Apple. The order will take a bite out of the profitability of the App Store. According to analysts, the App Store takes in more than $20 billion a year with a profit margin above 75%. So we're dealing with numbers so large, Blessing, you and I and our bank accounts can never understand them. But no. the long and short of it, Apple is going to make less money. And I, I, you knew this was a big deal when I was on Twitter looking at everybody's reactions to it. And I see the CNBC live talk as their the stock price is dropping behind them. Yep. Not like radically. It's you know, hundred. It's like from one hundred and fifty five dollars to one hundred and fifty one at the time of this thing was being recorded. Yeah, I think but, like when I saw it, it was like two percent or something like that. The stocks had dropped, which is pretty wild for Epic to have that kind of impact on a company like Apple, which is one of the biggest tech companies on the planet, right? Like. This is one of those news stories where if you want to gauge how big this is for what we talk about on KFGD, just like go and look it up on Google in the, in the news tab and see who's reporting about about it. Because like you mentioned CNBC, when you click over, I see like New York Times and I see USA Today and a bunch of other companies that are way outside of what we're used to in terms of video games journalism, right? And our, yeah. you know, big companies talking about this huge thing that all kind of in a weird way stretches back to Fortnite and Fortnite's influence, influence which is crazy. And exactly, yeah. And of course, the fact that in, again, some regards, Epic won. 
Like, again, yeah. yes, they have to pay a bunch of different money, right? Well, I like this tweet from Jason Schreier. I'm going to read, and then he has screenshots. Of course, Jason Schreier from Bloomberg has screenshots of the actual uh, ruling that I'll read from, too. But Jason tweets, so Epic lost and just... Just about every count, and we'll have to pay millions, while Apple now has to let apps use external payment processors, potentially costing them billions. Big win for everyone who is rooting for both companies to lose, which I love is a great way to boil this down, right? Oh, yeah. And so to get into the actual, like, the two screenshots Jason has, he has remedies here at first, and it's the relief to which Apple is entitled is that to which Epic Games stipulated in the event that the court found it to be liable for breach of contract, namely, Damages in the so this is money Epic has to pay to Apple. Damages in the amount equal to 30% of the little more than $12 million in revenue Epic Games collected from users in Fortnite app on iOS through Epic Direct Payment between August and October 2020, plus 30% of any such revenue Epic Games collected from November 1st, 2020 through the date of judgment. And a declaration that Apple's termination of the DPLA and the related agreements between Epic Games and Apple was valid, lawful, and enforceable, and Apple has the contractual right to terminate its DPLA with any or all of Epic Games' wholly owned subsidiaries, affiliates, and or other entities under Epic Games' control at the time of this. So that's the money, that's the thing, and that's where we're going, right? This is the conclusion that was penned, right? Conclusion. This trial highlighted that, quote, big tech encompasses many markets, including, as relevant here, the submarket for mobile gaming transactions. This lucrative $100 billion market has not been fully tapped and is ripe for economic exploitation. As a major player in the wider video game industry, Epic Games brought this lawsuit to challenge Apple's control over access to a considerable portion of this submarket for mobile gaming transactions. Ultimately, Epic Games overreached. As a consequence, the trial record the trial record was not as fulsome uh, with respect to antitrust conduct in the relevant market as it could have been. Thus, and in summary, the court does not find that Apple is an antitrust monopolistic in the sub-market for mobile gaming transactions. However, it does find that Apple's conduct in enforcing anti-steering uh, restrictions is anti-competitive. A remedy to eliminate these provisions is appropriate. This measured remedy will increase competition, increase transparency, increase consumer choice and information while preser preserving Apple's iOS ecosystem, uh, which has pro-competitive justifications. Moreover, it does not require the court to micromanage business operations, which courts are not well suited to do, as the Supreme Court has appropriately recognized. So I really do. Uh, I saw a lot of different takes and the way people were boiling the headlines down of I, I, I was like, holy shit, Epic beat Apple. Yeah. And then so many, so many people were like, man, Apple beat Epic on all but one thing. But I'm like, but the one thing that they I lost mean, on is exactly what Epic wanted them to lose on. Yeah. Like that is the thing that kind of brought this into the situation in the first place. Cause it was the fact that Epic with Fortnite they uh, they circumvented the app store, right, and were pointing people to an alternative pay method to get into their micro microtransactions uh, uh, in currency. And that was the thing that w crossed the line for Apple and made them go, okay, cool, we're going to take you guys off the app store. And, you know, like, if you guys are going to circumvent us in this way, we don't have to host you. You don't have to be on the iPhone. And that is pretty much what sparked up this whole situation, this whole back and forth. The hashtag free Fortnite stuff, this was basically the heart of it, right? The heart of it was... Apple is functioning as a monopoly. Apple, uh, if you want to be on Apple iPhones, you have to go through the App Store for any any kind of purchase. And that was the core of Epic's problem. And that was the core of like what them and uh, quite a few other developers were trying to fight for and, and trying to prevail, prevail in. And so in that core fight, they won. They might have to pay Apple $12 million. Which to Epic but, is nothing. 
yeah for for them right they spent they've already spent so much money on this issue right on these court cases on trying to fight this fight that for them 12 million dollars to win this court issue is probably way worth it and is going to have huge ramifications for the future of how apple functions in the app store and the profitability there like of course it's apple it's iphone so they're going to be fine in the long run like you know this isn't going to topple a business by any means but for epic this is mean this is a meaningful enough change to where for them it's completely a win like this is i i would say yeah for me i would say this is uh a win and again like i think the 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 more wild thing for me with this is just the story of fortnite and how that game went from something that you know was announced years and years and years ago disappeared came back failed pivoted got super successful and it is now so successful that it has launched the epic game store it has brought epic into another tier of like hey we are this business now right like we are a like epic of course existed and was popular before fortnite but now epic is the epic we know today and now they're actually able to take on uh apple in fights and actually win those fights because of fortnite which i think is just such a such a crazy story yeah, it's uh, nuts. It's breaking uh, right now, uh, according to uh, Google here on the Nasdaq. Apple stock is down uh, 2.9. Oh, no, just changed again. 2.25%. Uh, it's not as low as it was uh, at, well, I guess this is Eastern time, right? Yeah, 11.55 a.m., but it's still it's still down from where it was at the opening of market. So we will continue to see what this does. And it, obviously, this is long-form uh, ramifications. This is, I don't think... Fortnite's coming, not coming back to the app stores today. And uh, I don't think every other app uh, on the app store is going to suddenly change how they do in app purchases. But there is a change coming, and it'll be interesting to see what happens. Number two on the Roper Report is something else very interesting. Yesterday, PlayStation had a showcase, busting 40 yeah, minutes of games. At the end of it, you said they didn't bring their A game. What Are you still there? Are you still thinking they didn't have I didn't, they didn't, I didn't say they didn't bring their A game. I, didn't, S, I, S, I said, S, I said they didn't bring their S game. You know, mm. I don't think... For me, this presentation was a solid presentation. I think the exact words I used were B plus slash A minus, which I stand by. And I don't think this was of the same tier as like even their first PS5's presentation where they came out and they revealed Miles Morales and they revealed uh, a bunch of games between that Little Devil Inside, uh, Stray, Solar Ash, and a bunch of games across the board that we're going to speak to, hey, this is what the PS5 is for the future. I, I think this is still a solid showcase in terms of us getting God of War gameplay, yep. us getting uh, 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 Spider-Man 2, us getting Wolverine. Like they had those bangers there, but for me there was still there was still that stretch in the middle where you know like we got things like Chia, we got uh, you know the re-reveal of GTA 5 coming to PS5. But that I can give you the rundown. You can tell me when we hit the lull, right? All right, ladies and gentlemen. If you missed it, let's go through the big bullet points and, of course, add in some information that came to light after we went off the air. Of course, if you'd like to see our live reactions, you can go to YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny Games, where our entire reaction to the showcase screams and all is up. Uh, they opened, of course, with the big one, uh, and I, I say the big one as if Wolverine's not at this thing, right? But mm-hmm. the fact that they are making remaking Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic, uh, Kotor remake is real. SIE is uh, part of it. Lucasfilm is part of it. Aspire is part of it, right? It's going to be a console launch on PlayStation 5. Uh, exclu- it'll be a console exclusive uh, PlayStation 5 at launch. Uh, and then, of course, there's a bunch of information out there. Uh, one of the things I'm pulling from was uh, over on StarWars.com where they wrote about it. 
And this is uh, one of the developers talking. I can confirm that the voice you hear is Jennifer Hale. Uh, we all think the world of Jennifer. She is an amazing talent. Immediately slipped back into the role of Bastilia. I, it's been so long. I don't remember how to say this name, but I would say Bastilia. When she came to help us with the teaser trailer. I do think you're going to see some other familiar voices return, but that's probably as deep as we're going to go on that one right now. So if you missed the trailer, you should go see it. It has Revan in it. No spoilers if you've never played this game. Uh, and then, of course, Jennifer Hale is in there. Uh, she was in the original game of course Commander Shepard uh, of course Rivet and Ratchet and Clank uh, Rift Apart and now she's back uh, as a part of this and apparently other voices will be too Blessing do you have a history with KOTOR? No not really it's one that I've always been curious about because I like Star Wars video games and I, I like what Obsidian does and, and um, uh, you know I, KOTOR as a, as a as Obsidian and Bioware right because both of them worked on different KOTOR games but like I like yeah, yeah, I like I like those types of RPGs and so this is the thing that always spoke to me so like when this comes out I'll for sure check this out because this seems like a really cool thing this is like not this is the first I, I think I bought my Xbox for this, but also a little bit for Stubbs the Zombie, which was coming later, as I remember. But it was that I played a bit of Kotor on my roommate Parker's thing, and uh, I loved it so much that that's when I bought my original Xbox in college and got that, got Kotor too, and just played those all the time, nonstop. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for this, and especially if they're going to update combat and make it fucking feel like you know more fluid and more modern and all this other jazz. Like hell yeah, what a game! I can't what wait is, to see how that comes. Out. What is your biggest ask for a Kotor remake in twenty twenty one? It would be the combat system. You know, Andy last night was very much like, oh my God, please don't make it turn-based or whatever. I, I, If they made it action RPG, you know what I mean? That'd be fucking insane and awesome. I don't think they will. I bet they'll stay probably turn-based. But I don't know, man. I just want it to look good, feel good, have good voice acting. Like, and be, it's going to be so hard to live up to it. Like, you know, what that game was and what that game means to so many people that I think you just really have to crush it. It can't feel old. It can't feel janky. It can't feel like boxy and locked in. Do you have expectations that they're going to add more for story and world building? No, I don't. I mean, they'll have to. No, I mean, it's a remake, right? And I think that Mm. game is so old and dated that it can't just be a remaster, which we've seen on like uh, what iOS and stuff like that already. Uh, I think that it is a full-blown remake and you have to flesh it out, but I don't think you deviate from what that original story was. I think that's, you know, the trying to track down Revan will still be the big part of it. Yeah, I'm very curious about it, especially it being uh, brought by Aspire or Asper. I've never, I've never figured out how to pronounce that one. Uh, but, like, you know, they're known for doing a lot of remasters of previous Star Wars stuff, and they remastered just a, a bunch of games in the past. But I don't believe they've actually made a big AAA game that's, like, original and, and, and brand new. And, of course, this is still a remake, but this seems like the biggest project they've worked on so far. And so I'm, I'm hoping they deliver on it. I'm very curious to see what they bring. Because if they're, if they're able to bring it on this... I'll say that that then takes Aspire and puts them on a new level in terms of what we expect from them. A hundred percent. And that's the thing is I do think it's a big ask for Aspire. I mean, obviously I think that, you know, they are trusted enough, obviously to have the license and be ready to go, but what it'll actually turn out to be, uh, I'm fascinated to see. Yeah. Because again, I think there are, are so many expectations for it, but I also think so much time's gone by that, you know, even for me, I mean, I'm talking about playing this in college. This isn't like, you know, I was, I was amazed as I know we've talked about before on shows that how many people hadn't played Mass Effect. And it was that thing of like, oh yeah, I'm old. I forget about that, right? And this is a game that was like even further back than Mass Effect when I was working at IGN. That's why, of course, it was so weird that people hadn't played Mass Effect because it's been a part of my career the entire time. But to go back to when it, I was in college and that's when KOTOR came, like if people haven't had the story spoiled for them, that'll be the biggest problem. <laughs> like I think you just have to go with that, but I'm stoked for it. I can't wait to see.
Yeah. Uh, Project Eve uh, was the next one they showed uh, from Shift Up or whatever. Uh, what did you think of this one? You were you were popping for it at times. I was popping for it because I, I was very much trying to figure out what it was because it opened up and I was like, oh, this looks like a platinum game. Oh, this looks like it's near, but I don't think it's near. Uh, this definitely, I mean, it's not platinum because they didn't have platinum at the beginning. Like, what is this thing? And then it, they started uh, saying the words Eve and other words that they said Eve and they said Parasite, I believe. And I was like, I think both all of us were like, is this Parasite Eve? Are they bringing back Parasite Eve? Did we just yeah. did we just see Parasite Eve come back? <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because you know we, uh, earlier this year we watched the Parasite Eve trailer for an episode of PS I Love You. So I was waiting for like a shot of a theater and a crowd and like fire. I was waiting for the imagery that I know that I now associate with Parasite Eve. And then you get to the to the end in this Project Eve, and I was like. You know what? Like, regardless, this game looks really cool. It looks really awesome. The The fact that upon seeing the action, I was reminded of a Platinum game, I think is probably the biggest compliment I can give to it, right? Like, it gives those vibes. And it has kind of a un- unique uh, look to it. I'm very curious about it. This is one that I, I didn't necessarily get super hyped for, but I am excited to see more because it looks like it can be promising. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it doesn't look like my kind of game, but it definitely looks pretty. It definitely was, you know, uh, high octane action out there and stuff like that, and has that anime influence to it. So, more power to you. Go get them. You know. Uh, then it was Wonderlands, uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, the Borderlands spinoff. Uh, got a re- we got gameplay for the first time, a uh, new trailer for that. And we also got the release date of March twenty fifth, twenty twenty two. It looks like Borderlands. It's got Tiny Tina. I'm I'm still excited for it. Like I'm I, I like Tiny Tina a lot, and I like the idea of this weird fantasy D and D game you're in inside it with some of the Borderlands mechanics and guns and stuff like that. That seems like it'll be interesting. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, Forspoken was up next, spring 2022. This is, of course, the game Gary's working on uh, or writing on. It's the most we've ever seen for it in terms of gameplay and what's actually going on. I didn't expect this. I, I haven't followed it closely, but I didn't expect this. Just a, I'm just a normal lady pulled into this weird fantasy world, and I got these talking rings on my arm, and we're going to go fight stuff and use like sigils from Doctor Strange. I'm like, right, this looks cool. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Like, the, what I made, I made the comparison to the 10 rings, the bracelets that she had on at one point. Uh, this, I, I believe. It must have been the previous trailer, and I forget where we saw it, but we had glimpses of, you know, the fact that she is this character from what seems like present day pulled into this fantasy world. And I'm very, like, I'm very excited for this to to come out because I think, you know, I, I'm on the Tim Getty side of things of this just seems real different and real cool. And I'm all about like this weird, I guess, like, this seems like something we've not gotten before in terms of a a character in a certain setting, right? Like having her have all these superpowers, having her be this woman who's who's you know from present day and like going through and exploring this world that seems super fantastical right yeah. like i'm all, i'm all about that and the movement of it seems really cool the game in terms of style and art direction seems really cool uh i'm all about it yeah i'm interested to see more of it and actually get to play of course we all want to support our friend gary would of course kind of funny host of course. And spring uh, 2022 is really soon like spring is pop dude spring like well how many things are actually going to be there that's a different conversation you know what i mean yeah. how many things actually make spring 2022 but a lot of people are planting their flags including rainbow six extraction which we got a new trailer for also showed the january date again i guess which we already i think we already knew that didn't we already know january uh, i believe we already knew yeah uh then we got alan wake remastered of course it had already been announced but they hadn't given us a release date we got to see a trailer for it and found out that it's coming october 5th so right in time for the spooky season as king of halloween i'm very excited to play it I mean, I'm, I'm excited as well. I will say, you mentioned, you know, chime in when you're starting to see the lull in the thing. And looking back at the last few announcements, right, like, KOTOR Remake was such a 10 out of 10 opener, right? How many people are fans of KOTOR? How many people are fans of Star Wars? How many people are going to go crazy for this thing? You get into Project Eve, 
which is an unknown, which yeah. looks really cool, but I believe was announced prior, like it existed prior, and this is just an, a re-reveal slash new trailer for it. You get into Wonderlands, which you know we know exists, we've seen before. You know that's kind of a known quantity. It's nice to see gameplay. You get into Forspoken, which you've seen quite a few times, and still looks good, still looks great. And then you're getting into Rainbow Six Extraction, which we've seen quite a few times, and Alan Wake Remastered, which we already knew existed. I mean, like at this point, I'm like, cool. Like, you know, nothing. Sur- Even Kotor wasn't a surprise because we knew that existed as well. This is definitely the you can go quote unquote lull, but it's more the these games won't appeal to everyone, but they're going to be for somebody, right? And you're out there and like, so like, I'm excited for Wonderlands more than I am for for Spoken, right? And I don't care about Extraction, but I'm super into Alan Wake, and it's like it's that ebb and flow, right? But it is this thing of you have a bunch of games in the middle here that aren't your triple a bangers these are the ones we're putting out here and it was as we get deeper into this section a little bit where i was like damn they only got like seven minutes left like yeah. are they actually going to be able to make this uh, into a banger or is this going to be one everybody's disappointed because it was if you weren't paying attention or missed it yesterday live you know right before this goes live everybody on twitter like jason schreier is like oh, this is going to have some stuff everybody's been asking me for and like people are like ah, oh, getting like the hype was starting to build into this was going to be a more than just a a PlayStation prep little uh what do they call them state of play more than a PlayStation state yeah. of play this was going to be a, a certified banger and so I was like all right is it actually going to be we don't know yeah and I mean kebabs and chat and all cast says did we know Kotor re- remake existed 100% we knew right Imran Imran Khan told forever. you it's been rumored forever Imran Khan told you I believe on this show that like oh man Aspire could be working on a Kotor remake right like the every every single thing that's been announced so far has been a known quantity to some extent and as we get into the next few announcements, that continues. And it, it is the thing that 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 was the build until we got to about Uncharted 4 uh, and Lost Legacy coming to PS5 and PC, which is exciting. But I, I for me, the, the the bangers of the showcase were starting off with Kotor and then the last three, which I'll let you continue uh, to, to recap. Well, but. to the end, yeah, it's, at the end is when Herman Hulse showed up, right, from PlayStation Studios. And that's when it was like, all right, here we go. Yeah. This is going to be the first party. This is Worldwide Studios or what you said. I, I said it somewhat jokingly during the actual live reaction, but now I would, I would reinforce the fact that that felt like him switching to all right that was the pre-show now here's the actual show and it is the three bangers that we got which is which is fair and i think that is them putting playstation studios as this prestige hey like we are playstation studios we are the guys that bring the bangers right like everything everything else is not playstation studio playstation studios those are your appetizers those are your desserts like you know those those are your sides these are the main courses what we're bringing to the table like what insomniac has to say these are the main courses which is fair and of course insomniac is insomniac so i get that method of thinking but you know, when I can t- when I take this and I compare it to the original PS5 presentation, which you know I mentioned earlier, you, you know, you know, we got games like Little Devil Inside, we got Returnal, we got Miles Morales, we got Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, we got uh, uh, you know, Goodbye Volcano High, along with like a bunch of indies that looked really cool and looked really promising. Recompile, we got like that first presentation compared to this presentation, I I would say was leaps and bounds ahead of this one. But I would say that like you know if. For some people, they they would say this presentation has higher highs, and I get that. You know, I think God of War plus Wolverine plus Spider Man Two are We're not sure even there the, yet. The highest of highs we can get to, but get the highest there, of highs comes next when they put up Grand Theft Auto Five again, showing you we more of Grand Theft at that last presentation. That's all they I'm saying. Fucking show you Grand Theft Auto Five here and delay it. March 2022 is when Grand Theft Auto Five is now uh, coming out. Uh, from the press release, there's a read that goes like this: Grand Theft Auto Five and Grand Theft Auto Online will now arrive on PlayStation Five and Xbox Series X slash X March 2022, featuring a range of technical and graphical improvements across the entire experience, including performance enhancements 
for select vehicles on GTA Online and much more. And to get you ready for launch, new and existing PlayStation Plus members can still take advantage of the additional bonuses, including 1 million GTA bucks every month for the PlayStation 4 version of GTA Online until the game launches on PlayStation 5 in March 2022. Players can claim their GTA $1 million each month on the PlayStation Store. In addition, the new standalone version of GTA Online will be available to claim for free on PlayStation 5 for the first three months after launch in March 2022. Blessing number one, have you been good about collecting your million dollars from gta every yes, month i have been well not every month some months i do i do forget just because it's hard to like keep gta online on the mind at all times but i i have been collecting that million dollars and it has been a sweet deal like that is the one thing that them delaying it to march makes it kind of fine for me is the fact that cool what you're delaying it six months that's six million more dollars for me cool you yeah. know i'm down with it uh what do you feel about the march 2022 uh delay it baffles me a little bit because you know, like make, making video games are hard. I'm sure pandemic has affected every single studio, including Rockstar with this uh, remaster. I still have that question in the back of my mind of like, wait, like November tomorrow? Like, what, what are you doing to, the, to this GTA remaster that is making it, you know, difficult to get out by fall? But again, like, who knows? Again, making video games uh, is hard. Of course. Early next year is now like super packed and them putting a march date on this is making it maybe even less likely that i'll spend too much time in this you know i love gta and gta online I'm, i jump into with new offense that seemed cool to me right like last yeah. month i talked all about the uh los santos tuners event which is basically which was basically fast and furious shoved into uh gta online which i was all about but um you know it's a game that i'll jump into for a few weeks and then pop out uh, pop out of and come back whenever there's a big thing happening and for me like a gta 5 remaster on ps5 could count as like a hey this is a reason to jump back in but if there's not anything i guess too interesting alongside it in terms of an event or in terms of a cool story or a cool piece of dlc then we'll see how long i spend with it okay uh, Charles Jacobson in the ch chat live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny game says uh, there's also a prime gaming bundle for GTA online uh, blessing. Don't forget. Cool. I, mean, I might have already uh, redeemed that one. Remember, now, there's, there's like a free 30 day subscription to give to us. There's there's GTA online uh, um, like prime gaming stuff. I feel like constantly all the time. And so, like, sure. you know, always check back. If you play GTA online, always check back in because I'm sure there's always something to redeem in there. Up next was Ghostwire Tokyo. Uh, we got a longer trailer, a lot of gameplay in there. They also, of course, said uh, confirmed or reconfirmed, I guess, uh, PlayStation 5 and PC spring 2022. Did the trailer do anything for you, Bless? No, not really. Yeah, I didn't like and, the trailer. I did, yeah, and I don't know if it was us watching it through Discord or what, but, you know, it looks... When you first got that reveal of Ghostwire Tokyo, it was so cool, right? Like, yeah. that, the, that first reveal felt very much like uh the end of infinity war like going into endgame of like you know people are gone like the streets are empty there's this weird weird shit is happening and the way that they set the tone in that first ghostwire tokyo trailer was so perfect now that we've seen even more gameplay i'm like i want this to be cool i want to like this but you know something about this strikes me as hey this is gonna be another thing for the folks who liked evil within which evil within has that audience and i know people that love that game so let's not take anything away from them but sure, this seems like another game in that catalog of hey this is what we do you know this is um fuck what's the name of the what's i forget the name of the studio uh but this is like god it's on the tip of my tongue i can't grab it for this game or team of for, game, or for oh, uh, Ghostwire, or, uh no tequila uh 
No, it's not Tequila Works. Tango, Tango, Tango Game Tango. Works. Tango, yeah, Game Tango Works. Game yeah. Works. There it is. I, yeah, Tango Game Works. Like this is this is the type of game we make, right? Like we we like horror. We like you know these vibes, and you know I think that's gonna work for that audience. But at the same time, for it being a uh, something akin to Deathloop in terms of being a PlayStation exclusive coming out of Bethesda, uh, uh, Bethesda, the publisher, right? Like this should be something that I think should speak as a banger for for the more wider audience. And I don't know if it's doing that. That said, I'm sure people are going to play it and are going to enjoy it for what it is. Yeah, trailer didn't do much for me in terms of like, oh, the, the more I see of the game, the less I'm into it. So, uh, you know, yeah. it's weird, the white space, but you can go watch it yourself. Uh, then they did Guardians of the Galaxy, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy trailer, you know, of course, October 26th. Another trailer that did, didn't do it for me. Like, and I, I, we, you know, Tim had talked about when he went and saw it behind closed doors that, you know, they use licensed tracks uh, in it, obviously, like a Guardians movie. And that when we watched it on the original stream, not this one, I'm talking about when they talked about it on the Square Enix Presents they use you know royalty free music and so the trailer music here was like another it, it clearly trying to sound like 80s me- hair metal or whatever and it just wasn't real though so i don't know if that's just they, what they put in there how they did it or if that's something that's happening in the game but i thought that made it a weird tone and then the jokes were weird the way they were inserted i'm still looking forward to this game obviously but I yeah, like it's that weird thing where like i think i, men- I mentioned that like this game looks fu- looks like a fun time it looks more fun than it looks excellent. You know, like it, sure. watching the trailer, it kind of has that a little bit of a, of a janky look to it. Almost looks like it exists between double A and triple A to, to some extent. But I, I, I'm planning to jump in and have fun, right? Like I like Guardians enough. I like um, I, I like the studio enough, right? I think enough of the energy and Guardians vibes are there in like the the jokes and the characters and the gameplay looks interesting. Um, but you know, Tim previewed it. I think he described it as like somewhere swimming in the sevens. And you know, if that's what it is, that's what it is. And I think I'm gonna have fun, a fun time with that. And I think a lot of people are gonna have a fun time with that. But yeah, the tra- this trailer I don't think sold it as well as it could have. 100. Uh, percent Then there was another trailer for Blood Hunt, a vampire masquerade multiplayer game we know so much about. Uh, 2021 coming to PlayStation. I'm like, you're running out of months in 2021, but have at you, whatever you got. Uh, then there was this little game that we have never seen a demo for or a trailer for called Death Loop. We got another. Oh. We got another Death Loop trailer. Uh, oh. Colt talking over it, and I won't. I, Lottie, I just turned my head away. I was like, I've seen all I need to see for Deathloop. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I can. I can look into Blood Hunt, the Masquerade here. I don't need to worry more about Blood Deathloop. Right? I would a love... game that I'm stoked for. You all saw my preview piece. I love you, XOXO. Totally stoked for. It. I'm just like this game's got a optics problem right now. I've seen too much of this. Yeah, I'll love like a tally count of what games have shown up the most prior to the release at different presentations because right now i think the competition is between death loop and dragon age uh, uh what 11 <laughs> whatever the echoes of elusive age game is you know i feel like those two are competing in terms of i see these things all the time dragon age i've stopped seeing because it's now out in pretty much any form that it, it can be Every out. time that fucking song would hit you like oh my god oh my yeah, god it's a banger though it's a great song it's a great but yeah you see it all the time and death loop has hit that point where i'm like stop showing me this game i'm already in like you've already sold me i don't need to keep seeing it uh then there was this weird kim kid amnesia kid a thing i don't know what this was this happened fast and everybody reacted and it was over what this kid amnesia what is this kid a slash kid amnesia the the radiohead thing like i guess what i was told on the stream is that kid a is a radiohead album and the game is called kid a amnesia um it looks like a partnership with epic games looks in it had some control vibes to it possibly it looks interesting but the, again this is where i'm this is where i come back to in terms of the the lull that was in this showcase right like when i when we look at like the the 
I guess, unique, uh, um, uh, the unique reveals in the showcase versus, again, unique reveals in prior showcases, right? Like, yeah, in prior ones, they were bug snacks and like stuff that ended up coming out and we, and we went oh fuck this is like kind of cool right or this looks interesting you know you're still you're excited for goodbye volcano high along with like other games that were in those previous presentations kid amnesia did not much for me at all and even for the folks that um were on the stream that that seemed to be more radiohead fans it's not like they were above the moon about it they're like oh this looks cool you know we'll check it out oh it's out soon all right cool Go for it if that's your thing. Yeah. Uh, then they show this game, Chia. This is their last one before Herman Hulson PlayStation Studios. Uh, looks Breath of the Wildy. You know, kids running around doing their thing. They're jumping off. They're saving the nature and doing all that jazz. It looks. I, I liked it. I liked what I saw, but it looked a lot. Weren't. Looked like a, a lot like Windbound, which had a similar. That, that game came out last year. Also has a Zelda-ish aesthetic to it, but it also leans toward the Wind Waker you're sailing and you you're surrounded by bodies of water it has like a lot of in the, even the art style in windbound i would say is somewhat similar to the art style in this game somewhat this game i'd say is a little bit more unique and interesting uh in terms of the look but you know th- those seem to parallel quite a bit for me but uh i don't know she had, as somebody who really likes breath of the wild and i like uh zelda a lot this chia trailer didn't really hit for me as well it, it, i mean as somebody who uh you know it's funny i, I want to get i want to play tome when that comes out which is a game about you know taking photos or whatever portillo's in it because uh, well, jen works on it but whatever but you know portillo's in it or whatever uh, and so like i have no connection to it but i want to obviously get porty but so like last night i was thinking about it, i'm like i gotta knock out Al- alba before then Al- alba wildlife adventure which i've been talking about a few weeks ago on PSLW. so i knocked out all the trophies and finished that last night and then this one falls into that same thing the same kind of vibe right because like in alba you're taking photos and scanning the kid the animals Tome, it's a photography adventure, right? And then Chia is like somewhere in between all of that of a. This is from its a, a Steam page, a tropical open world adventure. Climb, glide, swim, and sail your boat around a beautiful archipelago uh, in this physics-driven sandbox. Use Chia's special ability to take control of any animal or object you can find and jam on your fully playable ukulele. <laughs> Game inspired by New Caledonia. Like fuck yeah, sign me up. That sounds great. Cool. Uh. It's time then to jump into what happened on PlayStation Studios. But ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not, we're only into the middle of the second news story and we are burning time. So right now I'm going to tell you about patreon.com slash kind of funny games over on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. You can go there to write in to be part of the shows, to squad up with your friends, and of course, to get the show with the post show we do each and every weekday. If that wasn't enough, you could also get the show ad free on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. But guess what? You didn't go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games. So here's a word from our sponsor. Online shopping. Everybody does it. There's no shame in it. Unless you're doing it without Honey, that is. Then you should be ashamed of yourself. That's because Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best ones it finds to your cart. Honey supports over 30,000 stores online from tech and gaming sites to fashion brands and even food delivery. It's also super simple to use. When you go to checkout, the Honey button drops down and all you have to do is click apply codes. Then sit back and relax and Honey will search for coupons. If it finds a working one, you'll watch the price drop. Kevin and Tim swear by Honey. Everything they buy, they run through Honey first just to make sure we're making sure we get that best price possible. Kevin and Tim love Honey. Every single thing we buy, especially for the new studio, we use Honey for because we want to make sure we're getting 
the best price possible. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. It's literally free and installs in a few seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid at supporting this podcast. We never recommend anything we don't use ourselves. So go over, get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash games. That's joinhoney.com slash games. It's finally here. The NFL is back. And DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL, has millions of reasons to get you excited. Literally millions, because to kick off the football season, DraftKings is giving new customers a free shot at a $1 million top prize, with a total of $4 million up for grabs for Thursday's opener. Getting in on Thursday night's single-game showdown is easy. Draft six players from the season opener, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Download the DraftKings app now and use code KFGD. This week, new customers can get a free shot at the $1 million top prize and $4 million in total prizes. Enter code KFGD to get a free shot at the $1 million top prize with your first deposit. That's code KFGD only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. American Giant isn't just the name of the people who make the greatest hoodie ever made, no exaggeration. The folks over at American Giant call themselves that because they know the power of supporting local manufacturers, communities, and workers. That's why they produce everything in America, with the added bonus of getting to obsess over every single detail of their clothing at every step. And let me tell you, those two things close to home for me. I love great quality, I love made in America, and I love when people obsess over details. American Giant began with the belief that local makes better. Every detail matters, and the clothes you wear every day should be beautiful and durable. But they didn't stop there. After their first best-selling hoodie, they expanded well beyond it, continuing to revolutionize your everyday wardrobe and leaving things better than they were before. Explore American Giant's collection of durable essentials at AmericanGiant.com. And you get 20% off when you use code KFGD at checkout. That's 20% off at American-Giant.com. The promo code KFGD. So I hit. So I hit the body. Uh, and we're back uh, right now, ladies and gentlemen. Let's talk about what happened when PlayStation Studios took the stage at PlayStation Showcase yesterday. Uh, first off, they came out to talk about Uncharted 4 and Lost Legacy coming remastered to PlayStation 5 and PC. It's going to be called Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection. It's going to be available in early 2022 for P- PS5. The PC version is in development by our partners at Iron Galaxy and will release shortly after the PlayStation 5 version. Blessing, I know you're a huge Lost Legacy fan. This yes. get you going? You're happy about this? I love this. I mean, I'm probably not going to replay these one uh, right when they came come out. You know, maybe yeah. later down the line, if I have the craving for more Uncharted, I'll go back to this because uh, this sounds awesome, and I'd love to to see how Uncharted looks on the PS5 and on PC, right? Like with with uh, those graphics knobs turned all the way up. That sounds like a really <laughs> fun time. Uh, it's cool, especially if people, especially for people who may have not uh, experienced Uncharted Four and Lost Legacy. You know, those are two games that I can't recommend enough. You know, those are the two, in my opinion, the two best Uncharted games. And so, like, you know, that th- this is an awesome announcement. I think it was it was expected at some point for the PC port, I would say. But I'm happy they're announcing it. I'm happy that it's coming to PS5 as well. Do you think uh, that the fidelity of the PlayStation 5, the dual sense, haptic feedback, and adaptive triggers, will that be enough to make Janet Garcia like these games? No. <laughs> No, I've given up hope. I've given up hope. You know, some some games are not for some people, and you, you, sometimes you just gotta accept that. Sometimes you gotta accept that. Hey, you know, not not everybody's gonna appreciate climbing 
and like you know cool great story really cool great really great story a fun adventure a, a love story cast. between elena and nathan solely being solely not everybody's gonna appreciate that and you just gotta respect that sure yeah you know what i mean a lot of people want a cheeseburger where they can have a steak i understand i am, uh, I am excited because or not excited i am surprised because on um ps love you this last week we, we went through our predictions and one of the yeah. things that i brought up was will we see anything naughty dog and you know i think for me i said we'll see a glimpse of something naughty dog i think janet janet either said we'll see a full look or we'll not see anything at all i forget which but um when i said glimpse you know i was talking about the last list to directors Cup. yeah that yeah, was yeah. my prediction i'm surprised that wasn't here uh real quick before we move on uh, in the chat many faced steph says okay story with okay characters in bad gameplay so many faced steph is getting timed out uh, to wow. think about what they've said all right then that, that's how we're gonna rule it today we're not we're not a part of this all right uh then and i mean this is a this is a showcase starting with kotor a remake of kotor then came the biggest announcement of the day ladies and gentlemen the most unexpected announcement of the day uh we got a trailer a very small teaser trailer for marvel wolverine this of course is the wolverine game uh by insomniac blessing can you fucking i, I woke up this morning and i was like motherfucker insomnia making a wolverine game holy shit Greg, I don't know how often you scroll through TikTok. I scroll through TikTok I do all the time. very often. I was shocked at the quickness of getting off of the PlayStation Showcase, like uh, an hour later, going on TikTok and seeing people's reactions. Like that was one of the most popular uh, TikTok categories that were appearing on my For You page was people going crazy over this Wolverine thing. Uh, I am still, I am still shocked by it, and I'm still over the moon about it i think this is the coolest thing i was not expecting insomniac to appear in any shape or form at this showcase and it's wild now that when we're talking about not just ps5 when we're talking about next gen insomniac is like on their fifth game you know like they next gen has not even started about a year ago and they've already put out miles morales they put out spider-man remastered they put out ratchet and clank rift apart and now they've announced spider-man 2 and wolverine that's five games already that they have going for next gen meanwhile naughty dog is not a, there's not a sight to be seen with naughty dog <laughs> we're just worried right. about last of us factions somewhere that's happening nobody knows like what, mean, is, that, what are they drinking over there this was such a awesome uh pump fake where it was, it started, and immediately it was like, oh, it's Spider-Man 2. Awesome, let's fucking go. And then when it became it was Wolverine, I was like, wait, is Wolverine and Spider-Man 2? And then I, you know, in our reaction, I'm like, is this a Wolverine game? And then it was a Wolverine game. It reminded me so much of when Naughty Dog uh, finished Uncharted 3. And then there was the tease leading up to Last of Us. And it was so much like, oh, well, like Last of Us, or this game isn't going to be a Naughty Dog game because they just finished Uncharted 3. How could they be working on something else? And so to have Insomniac be like, oh, you thought it was Spider-Man 2. Actually, it's this Wolverine game. And then in a couple of minutes, right, they dropped the Spider-Man 2 trailer. Uh, but for this Wolverine thing, if you had missed it, in the post show, uh, Herman described it as an emotional, suspenseful journey. Uh, and then there was a blog post up that I'm going to join with a whole bunch more in it, right? Now let's talk about the announcement you probably weren't expecting, Marvel's Wolverine. Back when we were working on Marvel's Spider-Man, there would be times where all of us, Insomniac, Sony Interactive Entertainment, and Marvel would brainstorm together about the future beyond the web-slinger. And even yeah. in those early discussions, Wolverine continually came up as the character we'd be really stoked to work together, work on together. Fast forward a couple years, and we're suddenly standing in front of Sony Interactive Entertainment and Marvel formally pitching a PlayStation 5 game starring the Animatium Claude Mutant. Since you just saw the announced teaser, we can confirm that the pitch seemed to go pretty well so many of the insomniac team uh, are so many of the insomniac team are huge fans of the character and the one of the key elements that drew us to him is surprisingly not that different from spider-man both heroes feel deeply compelled to defend people who are less who are less able to do so 
Marvel's Wolverine is a standalone game being directed by Brian Horton, creative director, and Cameron Christian, game director, who recently led the creative efforts on Marvel's Spider-Man, Miles Morales, a game we're extremely proud of at Insomniac. In the vein of in the vein of our Spider-Man games, our goal here is not is to not only respect the DNA of what makes the character so popular, but also look for opportunities to make it feel fresh and truly reflect the Insomniac spirit. Even though Marvel's Wolverine is very early in development, uh, from what I've seen, it's an emotional it's emotional narrative and cutting edge gameplay. See what I did there? Uh, the team is already creating something truly special. Being able to build a new original universe with Spider-Man and now Wolverine is such an honor for many of us at Insomniac Games. I can't fucking wait, bless. Dude, I I can't I like it's it I'm perplexed, right? Like I'm 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 stunned. I'm shocked the fact that they're working on a Wolverine game because I think when we talk about Insomniac as a studio, like they've proven that they're really good at uh you know making these types of action games when you look at Spider-Man, we look at Ratchet and Clank, but both of those games are very mobile, they're very gadget heavy you're equipping different guns and weapons and there's a lot of like stuff that you're throwing around a lot of stuff that you're shooting right like spider-man has way more beat up melee action than uh ratchet but even still so much of like half of what you're doing in spider-man is like throwing shit out at, at enemies and, and and making that go wolverine is going to be such a, a fresh game for them because you can't really do that as much with wolverine right like wolverine is pretty much his claws Up and so for insomnia right yeah yeah, it's like he's up close and personal. And so for Insomniac, what does that mean for their gameplay? How do they have to adapt to it? Wolverine, I guess Wolverine is, is a fairly mobile character, but I don't see him as mobile as even a Spider-Man. And so like, you know, how do you how like how how do you make that translate? How like what abilities do you give Wolverine? Do you give him like a power-up ability where he's super strong for 30 seconds? Berserker like, attack. Do you give him the ber- berserker barrage? Like, do you give him like the all the Marvel versus Capcom abilities that he has in those games? I'm super excited to see what this looks like. You imagine this is a way more of a linear game as well, um, rather than <laughs> You know, the you way they keep talking about emotional, sus- world. emotional and suspenseful journey, right? Uh, emotional narrative and cutting edge gameplay. And and this isn't me saying, obviously, uh, Brian and Cameron couldn't do a bigger thing, but coming off something that was a more contained experience of Miles Morales, I think, yeah, you're going to get a more linear Wolverine thing. And I can see Traversal, you know, he's going to uh, have the lunge, if you remember from like X-Men Origins Wolverine, which terrible movie, yeah. great game. Not great game, but great mechanically game. Uh, the, like the lunge to close distance. I could see, you know, run, 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 and then have like jumps and double jumps and claw into walls and push off of that way and kind of like launch yourself. God, it's going to be so good. Can't fucking wait. Uh, next up was GTA. And when will we see this? Not for a long time, right? Because, of course, as I'm about to tell you, Spider-Man 2 shows up and it gets a 2023 release date. This one, they talk about it being uh, very early in development. So I think you're going to see it after Spider-Man 2, but we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, Gran Turismo 7 was next. March 4th was the release date. It wasn't confirmed during the showcase. It was one of those they confirmed after in... I think they said March in the actual interview afterwards. And then on the blog, they said March 4th, but I might be switching those up, but whatever. Gran Turismo, March, go get it. Then it was the Spider-Man 2 uh, trailer dropping. Uh, it shows, if you haven't watched it, uh, 2023 for the release date. It's Spider-Man and Miles beating, a whole, beating up on a whole bunch of people. And then what sounds like Craven talking over, uh, the, talking about wanting to hunt and then being like, will you help me? Yes, we will. And it's fucking Venom's face. And it's fucking awesome. Blessing. Fucking yeah. awesome. I mean, I, 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 I'm, I've mentioned now that you know I don't think this is an S tier PlayStation showcase. This was an S tier Insomniac showcase by far. Yes. I, th- I can't believe Insomniac is as just good as they are. Like I, I, 
I've mentioned my critiques with Miles Morales and my critiques with Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Those are still two very excellent games to me, you know, despite the qual- the, the qualms I have with them. Sure. The fact that they're able to deliver even on that quality with this amount of consistency is mind-blowing. Like, it's mind-blowing to me. And so, like, again, S-tier uh, uh, level of Insomniac. presentation from Insomniac. <laughs> uh, from their blog post about Spider-Man 2, it reads, Much of the development team that brought you Marvel Spider-Man is returning to produce Marvel's Spider-Man 2, including Brian Intahar, creative director, and Ryan Smith, game director today's game footage trailer is merely just a glimpse of what's in store in terms of the new abilities our heroes will acquire suits they will wear parentheses more on that some other time and the villains that will try to hunt them down hunt see what they're doing there uh and speaking of villains did you catch that final line at the end of the trailer we're so happy to announce that tony todd of Candyman fame will be voicing the symbiote fueled venom in marvel spider-man 2 we're also excited to welcome back uh yuri and naji uh, uh no naji right uh who will reprise their roles as peter and miles respectively in the chat f rodriguez film said spider-man 2 co-op uh the blog post itself did confirm as well that this is a single player game so don't worry about that symbiote greg symbiote. i'm not doing it symbiote get out of here get a, a co-op spider-man game because i was really hoping that that's what this was you i'm fine with marvel it being... future fight you, you could be playing with me right now Oh yeah, Marvel Future. Wait, Future Revolution. That Future one? Revolution. You're right. Fire Future Revolution. Two I have it downloaded. I have it downloaded. I should boot it up because it seems like a fun time. But Dude, like, come over tonight, get some pizza, have a cider, play some Future Revolution here. You know that what I'm saying? Sounds like a good time. That Let's do it, like dude. Let's that do, might it. Be the way to do it. Uh, you know, I'm happy that Spider-Man Two is going to be the, the standard Spider-Man game that we're used to, right? Because Spider-Man One, f- like fantastic, and Miles Morales fantastic. But uh, you know, I would like them to try it out, right? <clears throat> try out some kind of ghost of shima legends adjacent spider-man game doesn't have to be mainline maybe it is a mode they put into spider-man 2 i would like to see how that works because i think sure. that could be a fun idea uh and then they of course closed with the one the only the god of war ragnarok uh we got a we got a trailer here i don't it's not even a teaser trailer tons of gameplay in there you got atreus he's older you got kratos running through there you got thor out there we got a mention of odin all sorts of hell is breaking loose uh, as they go on with this right uh kevin i put in it's actually at the bottom. If you want to click on it, you have a link there to Twitter uh, where you can actually areas that actually they showed afterwards a release of Thor. Uh, this is from uh, Raf over at uh, uh, the art director on God of War, Raf, uh, putting up what their Thor looks like, who I am stoked about because I don't get to cosplay as many people and I could definitely pull off this Thor because he <laughs> I love is this. A, a portly gentleman. I love- one of the things they mentioned in that post show for the presentation was wanting to make a Thor that was separate from the Thor we know, and it felt very much like they were referencing Marvel Thor, right? Who's this dude who, you know, like, is super handsome, like, is buff, except for in Endgame, and, like, you know, we, we know it's, like, this god, god, this god being that we imagine. I love the fact that Thor in this game still has this strong, menacing presence, but he is, like, more rugged, he is bigger, he is, like, he, he, he they, they talked about him being more akin to classic, uh, actual Norse mythology Thor, as opposed to hot Thor that we see in the movies I'm all about. I think that's a really great way to differentiate it and make it feel original. Uh, One, this isn't breaking news by any stretch of the imagination. Cause I don't even think I, I, somebody who will remain nameless is you're wronging me in DMs just to be like, to get ahead of anything that would ever happen. Wolverine is a full length standalone game. And so just a heads up that that is from the source you can, tr- but I mean, Marvel Spider-Man or Marvel Sp- Spider-Man miles Morales was a full length standalone game as well. I'm just saying smaller than Spider-Man as was the one right you yeah that makes sense right plus 
Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Full right, length, cool. sure. Yeah, that makes sense. I uh, got over Ragnarok though. Uh, more stuff there. Corey uh, Barlog, of course, the man who, behind with the plan from before, uh, not directing this one. Uh, it's actually going to be Eric. Eric Williams will be uh, directing this. Corey, of course, still studio creative director at uh, Santa Monica, so he's working on another project that he couldn't talk about, but he was there. Uh, Ryan Hurst is going to be playing Thor. He was Opie on Sons of Anarchy, if you remember Sons of Anarchy, which I did. Didn't end well for Opie, but a fun thing while he was there. And then Richard Schiff, who was uh, Toby on the West Wing, is going to be Odin, which I'm pretty stoked about. That sounds fucking awesome. Uh, there is a blog post up with a whole bunch of information talking about where we are. Uh, you know, a few years we're a few years past the events of God of War. The freezing winds of Fim Winter have come to Midgar, making survival for Kratos, Atreus, and Mimir uh, in the Norse wilds even more challenging than before. Uh, but you can watch the trailer. You can get all that. You can read the thing here. There was I'm scanning as I go because this was so late or whatever. Um, they talk about the fact that you're going to be able to go to all nine realms this time. Uh, last time around, that's we exciting. could not do that. Yeah, exactly, right? So that's, that's super exciting that you get to go there and get into that. But there's actually a lot of information in the blog post if you wanted to go get there. But like I said, uh, they're still saying 2022 release of God of War Ragnarok on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. Whew. That was number two, and we are three minutes past over the note over time. You know what I mean? Five more stories. It's that thing where we didn't do like the full blown wrap up yesterday. We just got to react, so I wanted to do it here. And then this, I didn't expect Fortnite to happen, so I expect this to be the news story. And then all hell broke loose, right? So let me give you a few quick headlines before I get you out of here. All right, we have to go into all of them. Uh, Number three, I urge you to go to Wired. Uh, When we were going live, this was another one that was breaking. Cecilia uh, put up this report saying Twitch is suing over the hate raids since early August. Twitch has been wrestling with an epidemic of her harassment against marginalized streamers known as hate raids these attacks spam streamers chats with hateful and bigoted language amplified dozens of times dozens of times a minute by bots on thursday after a month of trying and failing to combat the tactic twitch resorted to the legal system suing two alleged hate raiders for targeting black and lgbtqia plus streamers with racist homophobic sexist and other harassing content in violation of its terms of service um, again, I urge you to go read about it over there. Uh, obviously, hate raids have been a whole, a whole uh, thing that have been going on. There was just recently, you know, a day off Twitch, uh, hashtag a day off Twitch, hashtag Twitch do better. Uh, we took part in it, obviously, a one day boycott uh, saying we wanted to see Twitch do something about this. And this is uh, the most, uh, I guess, recent thing they're doing about it. Uh, blessing, obviously, anything helps, but it's nice to see Twitch trying something. Yeah, yeah, I think this is a really good move because this is going to scare so many people that are taking taking part in this, right? Like, you know, I, I like I Twitch earlier in August put out a tweet of like, you know, we see the hate rates happening, you know, we're we're working on it, and after that, it was pretty much silence. And weeks after that, I was like, when I was streaming, I was getting hate rated like multiple times in one week in a way where yeah. I was like, it very much feels like nothing is happening. It is very discouraging to try and. Uh, stream dur- during this time and not have any glimpse of what the fix is in the future. And so the fact that they're not coming out and like, you know, this is happening and they're going after people who are doing it, you know, like one, any, any, any step toward a solution is great, but I think this is a wonderful step because this is going to very much discourage people to go, to go about this behavior. And I think that is very necessary, right? That is how you put an end to something like this. Yeah, Cecilia in the reporting here talks about, you know, Twitch has instituted several changes aimed at mitigating hate raids. The company says it banned thousands of accounts over the last month, created new chat filters, and has been building, quote, channel-level ban evasion detection. But stomping out botters is a bit like playing whack-a-mole. They have a quote here that I liked, or Cecilia has a quote here that I liked at the end, talking to Raven, who, of course, is Wreck-It Raven, who was uh, the person who had moved on all this. Raven says, I feel hopeful, right? 
Raven has been outspoken about the hate raids they continue to suffer through and help coordinate both the Twitch Do Better and a day off Twitch movements. Quote, the people who are behind this need to be held accountable for their actions. They've terrorized hundreds, if not thousands of people. If this were to happen in a physical location, we'd expect the same. It shouldn't be any different online. So yeah, movement, which is nice. I think that's been the biggest struggle, right? Of like not seeing anything actually done about this, but there is something in motion now, which A is good. Um, number four in the Roper Report was going to be talking about Far Cry 6 post-launch content being announced. I was reading, I was going to read from Matt Lorigan over at PlayStation Trophies, and I still will. Uh, Far Cry 6 might not be out until next month, but that hasn't stopped Ubisoft from detailing the game's post-launch plans with a mix of free and paid content getting released all the way to March 2022. Kevin, if you want, oh, you're a great job. Kevin's clicking play on it. The headline piece here is the addition of free crossover missions all launching in 2022. The first of these sees beloved actor Danny Trejo joining the game as an NPC character character while the second crossover sees things go a bit rambo although there's no sign of sly stallone the final crossover is a stranger things crossover called the vanishing and we'll likely be getting more details on the three closer to release date you see danny trejo popping up right now with his machete uh keeping with the free uh content weekly insurgencies will give players more activities due every week starting on launch week then there will be six special operations taking place in new areas around the world as for the paid dlc there are three episodes releasing between november and march each focusing on the charismatic villains villains of the previous main games uh you know we had previewed it uh on ps i love you what two weeks ago one yeah, last week i guess uh i'm super stoked for far cry 6 what i played of it i really really enjoyed and i could see that especially during uh you know this time off with a baby being something i chip away at at four in the morning going up there and clearing out posts i don't know how much i the danny trejo as an npc crossover mission all right why not but like stranger things and rambo don't do much for me but they're all free so whatever yeah, I like how I like how much they go for it in, in their DLC. I remember Far Cry Five having uh, an interesting lineup for uh, post-launch DLC events, and those all looked cool. I never really participated in those because I just never really stuck with Far Cry Five. Um, but you know, this one with them doing the um, different villains for their DLC drops, yeah. where like it's starting with with DLC one is Insanity with Lost, DLC two is uh, Control with Troy Baker's character from uh, Four, and then uh, DLC Hagen three. Man. Pagan Min, thank you. And then DLC 3 is collapsed with the villain from 5. Like, I think that's a cool way to do it because, of course, with Far Cry, one of the things we like the most about those games are the villains. And Voss especially is, is such yeah. a fan favorite. I absolutely adore Voss as a villain. And so, you know, that's an exciting thing that could potentially get somebody like me who usually skips out on the Far Cry DLC uh, in. You know, that speaks to me. Uh, for a real short review roundup at number five, Lost in Random reviews are up at 8.30 this morning. It had an 80 on Metacritic. I had a whole bunch of reviews pulled, or three like I normally do. They were all eights, though. We'll go to and read from uh, Game Informer's 8.25, though. Uh, Jill Grott uh, says, This shadowy fairy tale ties together a thoughtful story, evocative art style, and clever combat system in one engaging experience. Lost in Random has a lot to offer at any time, but the game's bizarre world and characteristic sp- the game's bizarre world and characteristic spooky atmosphere make it an excellent pick for the Halloween season. You care about Lost and Random at all, Les? I want to give it a try. Um, EA has been on a roll this year with their EA originals between It Takes Two and Knockout City. And, like, you know, like, I they, they have a pretty good track record, right? Even if a developer doesn't get knock the first one out of the park you know maybe the second one is when they they really shine and lost in random i i forget the team that's working on this one or if they've done ea originals in the past but whenever a new one's coming out usually i'll hop in because i think those are some of the most quote-unquote original happening yeah yeah like those are the more inventive of the ea games coming out you know i did Zoink uh, games by the way Zoink games thank you um you know i recently put up put up the blessing show about you know bring back ea sports big and 
a big argument I made in that video that everybody should go check out on YouTube.com. It's kind of funny games. Yeah. Is that uh, you know, EA, EA Originals does a lot of what I'd want to see from an EA Sports big game, right? Like Knockout City has that unique, uh, interesting energy to it, right? Like there's enough support behind it, there's enough budget behind it as well to make it this cool, fun thing that you know, like it is it's fun to hop into and is different from what you'd expect from an EA. Even it takes two has. Uh, just a unique fun energy with a lot of push and budget behind it but is way different from you get from ea and other triple a uh developers as well or publishers as well and so lost and random i want to check out as part of that but um you know like my ex my, i kind of have like middle expectations for it where i'm not look i'm not jumping into it with with huge anticipation but i'm sure. curious about it i want to check it out i'm hoping that it wows me yeah i like to see them be creative but like the gameplay and the deck stuff didn't, didn't speak to me when i had seen it back in the day so we shall see uh, and then final on the Roper Report number six, uh, Epic is dropping House Party. This is Danielle uh, Partis over at GamesIndustry.biz. Uh, Epic Games has announced that video chatting app House Party will be closing down next month. The app was pulled from storefronts yesterday, but will continue to function for existing users until October. Uh, since joining Epic, the House Party team's social vision and core technology have already contributed to new features used by hundreds of millions of people in Fortnite and by developers around the world, House Party said via a blog post. As a result, we can't give the app or our community the attention it deserves following the shutdown the house party team is now working on quote new ways to have meaningful and authentic social interactions at a metaverse scale across the epic games family end quote the fortnite maker acquired house party back in 2019 for a reported 35 million dollars in november last year the app received a fortnite mode that let players integrate video calling into the game i'm sure they will all be fine again 35 million dollars from epic who the fuck cares that's why there's 12 million dollars to apple take it i'm sure they don't care yeah like, take our money. This is a drop in a bug for you anyway. Leslie, I'm excited to see what House Party's tech will be put into over at Epic, but that's still so far away. If I wanted to see something more immediate, say what came to the Mama Grab shops, where would I go? You would go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today, Life is Strange, True Colors on PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X, S, Xbox One, and PC. I can't recommend this game enough if you're like me and like my your goofy narrative games. I love Life is Strange, True Colors. The review is up on the Games Cast right now. YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games podcast services around the globe. Platinumed it last night. Crazy enough that I think I might download it on PlayStation, the PlayStation 4 version of Platinum that again. You're a madman. From Earth to Heaven is on Xbox One. NBA 2K22 is on PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X, S1, and Switch PC. Lost in Random is out on PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, Xbox uh, X, S, and 1, Switch, and PC. Tales of Arise is out on PlayStation, Xbox, PC. A Day Without Me is on PS4 and Xbox One. WarioWare, get it together, is on Switch. Also reviewed on the Gamescast this week. You can catch that right now. And The Rewinder is on PC. Ladies and gentlemen, we ask you to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games to be part of the show where you can write in. You can give us your reader mail. You can be, uh, give all sorts of stuff. But more importantly for right now, you could squad up. This is where one of you writes in and says, hey, I need help in a video game. I read to hear the best friends come and find you and everybody plays games together. Today, we have a special one from Dr. Farmer. Mike, this is a squad up success story. Greg and Blessing, I'm getting married tomorrow and I wanted to give a special shout out to my best man, Chef Nick. I know nothing would make him smile more than hearing Greg Miller read his name out loud to him. Chef Nick and I have been best friends for 25 years. We have spent countless hours playing video games and watching superhero cartoons and movies together as we've grown up. He introduced me to Kind of Funny in Review back in 2018 during MCU in Review. And since then, almost every day, we text back, uh, uh, back, text back and forth about something you guys have said or joked about in one of your latest podcasts. 
I want to thank you, the Kind of Funny crew, for giving us one more thing to laugh about every day as we continue to grow older together. And I want to give a special thank you to Chef Nick for being my best friend and best man. Here's to the next hundreds of hours we'll spend watching MCU content, catching dubs in Warzone, and having our wives tell us, quote, it's time to go to bed <laughs> while we laugh at each other over our mics about something that happened on Kind of Funny. Thank you for being awesome, Dr. Farmer Mike. Congratulations, Congratulations on the marriage. Yeah, marriage tomorrow, Dr. Farmer Mike. Have a great time. Try to remember everything. Try to sit there and take it all in. It's hard. It goes fast. And Chef Nick, get wasted. And then just get up there and give the best, best man speech of all time and quote us. Not in that order. Maybe give this give the speech first and then get wasted. <laughs> have you ever seen a bad best speech. man speech? Have you ever seen a bad best man speech? No, have you? Oh yeah. It's oh yeah. Painful. Yeah. <laughs> it is a bad i remember when we were getting ready for it and our friend was just like i'm just gonna go up there and wing it and i was like oh no oh, dude no. <laughs> like that you're not like a podcaster you're just you're you're a normal person like don't do that you can't do that and he did and it he bombed hard uh ladies and gentlemen we have gone super late so let me tell you this is the end of the kind of funny games daily and we won't be back tomorrow because it's the weekend of course we ask you watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games to go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we got wrong sad ghost boy wrote in and said not really a you're wrong but more of an explanation kid a manesia is actually kid a manesia exhibition and ign describes it as an upside down digital analog universe created from an original artwork and recordings to commemorate 21 years of radiohead's kid a and amnesiac go Why get them radiohead PlayStation showcase go get them everybody you know they do mean? the showcase once a year why was that there it sounds cool but like come on bro uh, like I said, we won't be back because this is an every uh, weekday show. So let me talk about next week and who will be hosting. On Monday, you're going to have Blessing and Tim. On Tuesday, it'll be me and Gary. On Wednesday, it'll be Blessing and Andy. On 16th of Thursday, it will be a Tim Tam Thursday. And then Blessing and I are back to close out your week. Of course, our show's not stopping. We, Blessing and I, are going to go to patreon.com slash games, record a post show. You can catch it over there. Of course, like I said, we're recording a Gamescast 2 today that'll be going up on Monday. That's a review you should care about. And then if that wasn't enough, if you're watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games right now snowbike mike and tim motherfucking gettys are going to do the artful escape after this tim's game of the year again something he reviewed on gamescast this very week really big gamescast really big show uh so you have something to hang out and watch on twitch if you're watching later but you want to see gameplay of the artful escape and see why tim loves it so much you can go to youtube.com slash kind of funny plays later no matter what you do no matter where you get the show no matter what you do and have fun we love you thank you for your support we love making these shows for you and having a good time with our friends blessing you're a Georgia peach, and I love hanging out with you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> no problem. Don't cut your hair, all right? Let it grow. I'll, I'll let it's it grow. Looking it's looking great. It's looking great. Thank you, Barrett. See, I if Barrett says it. it's cool, you know it's cool. All right, we're going to go do the post show on patreon.com slash games. But until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.